Hi, I'm actor-comedian Devin McKenzie. And I'm actor-comedian Fraz Wiest. I've never listened to metal music before. While I am a huge metal fan. So welcome to Devin and Hell. Hello, greetings, salutations, oh my god. Here we are again. It's another episode of Devin and Hell. I, of course, am your host, uh, Fraz Wiest, and as always, I'm here with uh, the intrepid Devin McKenzie. Devin, hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Fraz. Uh, Emphasis on the hi. Oh, right? what a segue immediately into our sure. uh, a category today. Um, but before we talk strictly about that, we're so excited. We have a, a special guest on our show today. Oh, gosh, do we ever. Um, our first ever guest. It's very exciting and uh, a true devout uh, metal fan, mm-hmm. uh, also one of the funniest women I know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and she's straight up just one of my besties, I'll say that. So, welcome to the show, Amy Shawstack. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, we're thrilled. What can we say? We're pleased as punch. Uh, I'm I'm so thrilled to be the first guest. Yeah. What an honor. It's a big deal, Amy. It seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize I was the first guest. Well, you know, there's not a lot of people in our community that are like really into metal yeah uh not to say that that takes away from (laughs) you being our first guest well no uh, but just with that said it was also like well you know we were talking about having guests and we were like you know we should really if we're good our first guest we should really bring out the big guns let's not fuck around (laughs) you know so here you are we got the biggest gun there is wow thank you yeah Um, and this episode we are talking about it would we would you say it's your favorite genre subgenre by far yeah it's pretty much the only kind of metal i listen to i think officially we're gonna call this episode stoner slash sludge metal does that work for you perfect okay great so maybe we can start by just sort of trying to define that uh in a in a in a way how would you define stoner or sludge amy well, I think, uh, wow, it's, there's a lot of talk about what the definitions are, right? And what the difference is between stoner metal and stoner rock and sludge rock and sludge metal yeah. and doom also we talk, creeps in We there. talk a lot on this show about the how subgenres become like sub-subgenres mm-hmm. and how things kind of blend together and mm-hmm. progress and, uh, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, then I think, like, obviously grunge is involved here mm-hmm. on some level and also uh drone yeah <laughs> um but I, I guess i'd say for me the word sludge is the easiest one because when you actually say the word sludge to someone they they, you, they already have an idea of what that means it's almost right? like an onomatopoeia yeah it's like that yeah. i mean well sort of i guess it kind of sounds like the word sludge that's not correct i think onomatopoeia is, is the wrong word <laughs> but yeah no totally it's a visceral description of like the type of music we were listening to for this show yeah for yeah. sure and uh i think the music we're listening to here it kind of like there's a it, there's a spectrum right like some sure. of it is super sludgy and super slow and riffy oh. and some of it's a bit more on the upbeat up tempo side but I guess the, I mean, driving force here is it's music you get high to. Yeah. I think it really, I, maybe it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, for the music we're talking about for, for this episode, and I think just for this episode in general, if you're not already uh, just really baked, maybe just put the show on pause, go pack yourself a bowl, roll yourself a Johnny, do what you got to do. 
But really, I really encourage you to listen to this episode and the music uh, that we talk about within just baked off your balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, we at Devon and Hell uh, encourage you to <laughs> indulge in the uh, the the green uh, 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 Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Devil's lettuce. Because yeah. if if there's one thing metalheads need encouraging to do. It's smoking weed, I find. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing, I guess, for me is, like, I don't really smoke that much weed. No. I said when we were talking about putting the show together, I was like, what's funny about this being your favorite kind of metal is that you're not a pothead at all. No. But I will say, I, I have indulged to these albums. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a prereq. We'll get into it. Yeah. But for a lot of them, it's kind of a prereq. Yeah. Like, I almost exclusively smoke weed. In related, like, related to listening to yeah. metal. As it should be. Cool. As it should be. That's really cool. Do we want to dive into the records that we were going to talk about, or do you want to take care of some uh, some other things first here, Devin? Let's take care of some admin. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll do some admin. Do some you have any, uh, do you have any uh, corrections from previous episodes you want to address? Mm, or? Not that I can remember right now. We've been batting 100. That's yeah, we've been, very good news. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> but... Well, we'll see. As soon as the emails start pouring in. Yeah. Which, by the way, those lines of communication are now open. You can totally email us, and you can tweet at us and uh and instagram at us too yeah send us some photos of yourself that's fun <laughs> i mean whatever we're yeah. just desperate for engagement yeah 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 send um, us any of the photos of yourself that you're not too busy looking at your own self and speaking of photos i i pulled up a few photos that uh, i thought were really uh fun and uh, very telling of the time uh so our last episode was a slipknot and I found this oh. wonderful photo of these two very old tourists on a British Isles yes. cruise ship wearing Slipknot t-shirts. Yeah. They're both 70 if they're a day. <laughs> uh, the man's wearing suspenders. Yeah, suspenders keeping his jeans up and a cute little uh, paper boy hat. And, and uh, yeah, they're clearly on, um, they've clearly uh, taken their son's clothes I don't know. I think they might be big fans. No, that's, be that, the... that's actually what I like to think, is that they're just actually massive Slipknot fans. Or they're like a, the parents of a, a band member. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe those are Corey Taylor's parents. <laughs> Wouldn't want to give birth to old uh, Nailhead. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's you... going to catch on the way out. <laughs> yeah, no. It can't be comfortable birthing uh, Craig uh, Ferguson. Is that his name? Craig Jones. <laughs> Craig Ferguson is the late night talk show host. <laughs> yeah, I... yeah, British yeah. late night talk show host. <laughs> There's always so many famous Craigs I know. Craig uh, T. Nelson. <laughs> Slipknot keyboardist Craig T. Nelson. We should just do the Slipknot episode again. It was so fun. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> um, okay, so the other uh, image I found uh, um, was somebody took that uh, image of uh, Donald Trump and the orb. It became a very popular kind of uh, uh, image. It, it just looks so sinister. And someone turned it into the cover art for a Megadeth album. Oh, yeah, oh. that looks pretty cool. Doesn't that look badass? That's pretty dope. Yeah. Of it course. looks legit, for sure. Yeah. Now, I haven't listened to Megadeth yet. That hasn't oh. been in any of the episodes. No. Um, well, you never know. They're not <laughs> my favorite. You don't really like Megadeth. Nope. I, will I don't say, like the vocals. Yeah, that's fair. Just like the pie piper. <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying too hard? Yeah. Oh, he just sounds like he's shitting. It sounds like Dave He Mustaine sounds like his shitting. voice is rusting. Yeah. But not in a good way. Yeah, he sounds like his voice is rusting while he's while he's trying to shit. <laughs> it's not pretty. But I will say that Rust in Peace is one of my favorite heavy metal records. 
of all time. Wait, it's called Rust in Peace? Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so Rust is already involved. I guess mm-hmm. I must have known that sub- like subconsciously. So when you... When, you <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, it cool. sounds like his voice is rusting. Guys, things are already so trippy <laughs> on this show, man. Yeah, we all smoked a huge, oh, yeah. a huge bong yeah. before this. We had so many uh, hits from our marijuana drug pipes right before this started, eh, Amers? I sniffed some. <laughs> yeah, Amers was sniffing weed <laughs> before the show. That's how messed up we wanted to get. Yep. What are you guys? What's your favorite uh, way to describe? Oh, Devin, weed? you hear that? Huh? It's my customary orange pop. You oh, can hear, oh. You can hear the ice jingling around there. Every every episode. Yeah, gotta have my gotta have my orange soda. We oh. should really get sponsored by Orange Crush. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> hey, Orange Crush, if you're out there, yeah, we're think available. Adderies, we could do, man. Orange Crush, your thirst. <laughs> With Satan's favorite <laughs> beverage. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing if yeah. Orange Crush just went totally metal. Yeah. Started like sponsoring bands. Oh, if and... they sponsored us, our yeah. ad reads would make them. So yep. count on it. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, what, what's your favorite way to uh, describe weed? Or what's your favorite uh, a term for weed? Mm. Or, or like someone who smokes weed? Uh, jazz cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> and for someone who smokes weed... Yeah. I don't know, man. Fucking loser. Oh, <laughs> damn. Wow, so damn. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I love calling a weed smoker's ganja gremlins. There we go. Because they just turn into this gremlin-y kind of, I'm all high, I'm a gremlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've clearly been around a lot of high people. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what they're like. I'm used to people like high people coming to shows and just acting very, very strange. Right. Mm. You know, hiding into the corner a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I'm getting the gremlin from. Um, I was just going to bring up, remember that show we did together and then we both revealed we were both wearing weed socks? Oh, it was yeah. just a coincidence? We both had weed socks on? You undercover stoners. <laughs> I also love the, the, the term for a joint, a left-handed cigarette. Mm. Oh, that's <laughs> it's, funny. It's yeah. classy, but also way stupid. <laughs> I like. I just call it like calling people weed heads. Mm, yeah. weed it's heads. just pretty straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Weed heads. It sounds like something that someone very, like a real square would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to go hang out with your weed head friends, are you? <laughs> Cut to them. They just have marijuana leaves for heads. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd be friends with them for sure. <laughs> um, Amy, I'm super... <laughs> what a cool gang. <laughs> yeah. I'm super curious. How, how did you first get into metal? Okay, well... Oh, um, that's, I was going to ask that, too. Great question. Yeah. So in university, I worked at an HMV. Oh, yeah. And you did really well there from what I oh, understand. Oh, yeah. I got a couple promotions. My manager was really into me. Listen to you pumping your own tire <laughs> over here. I became the campaign manager. Whoa. And Fraz, I think you know what that means. Uh, Fraz also worked at HMV for no a time. Way. But I only got as far as keyholder, so. Well, <laughs> I was the campaign manager, which meant that I basically like put out all the product in in uh, in, a, in a display kind of setting where it's like you put the top sellers in really visible places. What are those things at the end of the, uh, the ends of the shelves called again? Mios. Mios? Yeah. I didn't know Mios? that. Mios? Continue. Um so I worked there and my manager was a really cool guy uh, and he whenever we'd close he'd just put on metal and to like restock the shelves and stuff and I'd always be working there like at ten o'clock at night restocking shelves with him. 
And at first I was like, oh, this is so bad. And her shift ended at five. So that's, that's how much she... <laughs> took a long yeah, time. Yeah, took a long time. But I was really into it. She was dedicated. Yeah. She was the campaign manager. Well, and you're working with physical CDs and DVDs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Not working with a store full of digital downloads. Nope. <laughs> you know, not um, in those days. And actually, one of the reasons I quit was because we, we started selling Virgin mobile phones. Mm. And I remember being like, I took this job to work at a record store, not to sell phones. Yeah. And it was like a, you know, like a protest move to quit. It sounds like you got out just in time. Yeah. Because then they turned into like selling plushies and board games mm-hmm. and pencil you know. cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My manager, when I did quit, he was like, I think you could really go somewhere in this company. Oh. And I was like, I don't want to. And look at you now and look at them now. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, HMV. <laughs> um, but anyway, you weed heads, <laughs> you bunch of weed heads at HMV. Um, that's the funny thing about HMV is that everyone there wants to be a cool record store person, mm-hmm. but they're all the people that weren't cool enough to get a job at the cool record store. Right, right. So um, it's a funny collection of people. But anyway, I worked there, and he'd always put on metal, and I'd always laugh at it. Like I always thought it was so funny, and I think in your preview episode you guys talked about like Mm -hmm. it's not from people who love metal it's not funny well it is they know what you know they know the irony of it um and and so anyway at first i just thought it was like hilarious i was like he's talking about a dragon like the lyrics were just so whimsical and like fantasy based in some of the metal we were listening to and then my boss just kept being like well you should try this album out you should try Mm -hmm. this album out and through that i uh, really actually legitimately got into metal. Yeah. So then what, when did sort of stoner uh, sludge metal enter the fray? What bands kind of, kind of got you into that? Well, I think like, I mean, Black Sabbath. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which Hello? we still haven't done a show about, but we will. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember getting my first Black Sabbath CD and just being <laughs> like, this is so good. Oh, and they're this the is, best. And uh, this the way is, I say it yeah. to a lot of people is that Every single metalhead is a Black Sabbath fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they know it or not, they really are because they laid the groundwork for everything. Yeah. I remember going into like one of the cooler record stores in Edmonton. Uh, it was called Megatunes. Oh, yeah. It closed. Mm-hmm. It used to be on White Avenue. And I went there and I went in and I was like, I'm trying to get into metal. And the guy was like showing me a bunch of albums. And then he was like, wait, do you have a Black have you listened to Black Sabbath? I was like, well, kind of, but not really. And he was like, you need to just buy four, four Black Sabbath CDs mm-hmm. and start there. So I started there and I like loved it. Uh, that's what I'd recommend to someone getting into music. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just be like, just listen to these four Black Sabbath <laughs> albums. Um, yeah. And from there, I, I really got into like Melvin's and uh, Witch, Jay Maskus's band that he drums in. Mm-hmm. Um, love them, and then I yeah. Spelt W H I C H. Correct? No. <laughs> Which? Which? Huh? That would be cool. With a question mark at the end. Yeah, and just from there, it all snowballed. Cool. Yeah. yeah. As it does, yeah. as we've discussed. Yeah. I mean, Devin's over here wearing a behemoth shirt for crying out loud. I'm so glad you finally brought it up. I yeah. bought my first metal shirt today, and I am now representing. 
behemoth. And it looks good. It, it, it looks really so good. It really does look good. I, um, I wish I could remember what it said on the back, but it's something about people being cursed for all time. Yeah, it's something, <laughs> it's a, don't worry, it's something fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devin, I'm so excited you're going to be like a metalhead. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, I, uh, I went to buy an Inquisition shirt. I, I really, they have stuck with me throughout all these episodes. Uh, and then I couldn't get that one. Because, well, I didn't buy it because not all metal uh, aesthetics are are quite right. You know, mm. you still have to kind of match your aesthetic uh, to it. Didn't really like their their offering. They only had one shirt. Then I was like, oh, show me that behemoth shirt. It was just a church in engulfed in flames and i was like yep i want that and they didn't have my size so i settled on um some sort of uh how would you describe this well we've got i think the virgin mary-esque character yeah um flanked by two skeletons in robes holding arrows (laughs) like large arrows like almost spears yeah and then, uh, yeah, you got your uh, flaming uh, triangle in, uh, surrounded by a sphere, and it says Amen underneath. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know really what more you need from a metal design on so a t-shirt good. than that. Yeah. So there uh, you go. There's my first one. But, you know, I, my promise to the listeners is I'm going to buy uh, a, a shirt from every genre. Whoa. And, uh, or at least for the bands that I that. Did you make me. that promise to the listeners? I j- guess I just did. <laughs> They're kind of expensive, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, but yeah. But hey, you have my vote. If if the rest of them are half as cool as that behemoth shirt, it's really what? cool. I also want to point out that I'm wearing pink pants with it. <laughs> hey. Hey, why not? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I for the podcast, I wore a metal shirt too. Um, my bison shirt. Yeah, bison bison BC. Yeah, Vancouver Zone. Cool. But y- what you might not notice is how violent it is. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's got like demons kind yeah. of like tied up, yeah. lying yeah, down, awesome. being I mean, like impaled. Are yeah. those like hundreds of like souls falling into Satan's mouth or something? Yeah. Yeah, I have an Inquisition shirt that's actually just like a, it's just like one giant demon head like barfing out other demons. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what I can glean. It's not the most easy to see thing in the world. I'm not wearing a very very metal shirt. I should have thought ahead. I'm just I'm wearing a brand new shirt. They're not really a metal band, but And to be clear, that's the name of a band. It's not a, a brand new shirt. Yeah, it's three years old, the shirt itself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a brand new shirt. Yeah. Uh, Amy. It'll always be a brand new shirt to me. <laughs> Amy, uh, you uh, you basically curated the uh, the list of albums for this, this show. I tried, yes. Yeah. No, yeah. you didn't just try, you succeeded. Thank you. <laughs> totally. So um, let's let's work our way through uh, those. Uh, first, I'll just. Oh, why don't you? Do you want to list the ones that you uh, sent for me for homework? All of them. Yeah, just okay. in a row, and then we'll start at the top. Let's do it. Okay. First album, Sleep, Dope Smoker. Oh. <laughs> Thought. I mean, I, I I said to Fraz, like I listen to Holy Mountain way more, mm-hmm. but Dope Smoker is really something special. Yeah. So I thought that would be a more interesting thing to listen to for Devin. Yeah, cool. Uh, number two, Melvin's Senile Animal. Oh, Melvin's. Great, great album. Uh, number three, <clears throat> Weed Eater, Jason the Dragon. Number four, Kylisa, Static Tensions. And number five, uh, Mastodon, Leviathan, and Once More Around the Sun. Mm-hmm. Cool. What a cool list. Yeah. It's very where cool. did you uh, Where did you start, Devin? Uh, well, I started with uh, Dope Smoker by Sleep. Oh. Um, Bold, bold start, for sure. (laughs) Well, first of all, love that there's no tracks. Yeah. It's just one track. It's one track. Yep. I think that might have been my first experience listening to an album that was a single, unbroken track. 
That's why I thought it would be fun for you. you one know? track, one trip, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I was telling Fraz, we weren't there at the same time, though. But No. Okay. A bunch of friends and I just, like, we got, well, I bought that record on vinyl. It has, like, it's beautiful. It has... Like the art is on both of them. Uh-huh. I, I don't even know if you're supposed to use those records, but I do. And uh, we put it on like super a, like loud. A picture disc? Yeah. 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 Put it on <laughs> super loud, and we all got pillows and just laid on a hardwood floor and listened to the whole thing. Wait, so you got pillows but did not lie on the pillows? No, we did lie. Well, yes. Definitely. We got pillows, threw them away. It's hardwood <laughs> yeah. floor time. We burned them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I, I read this comment on, on YouTube, as I do. Uh, and somebody tricked their friend and said uh, they got them high for the first time ever and said, I just want you to listen to this uh, song. It's 10 minutes long. And then put on this album. And the guy thought it had only been 10 minutes. It was oh, like no. totally confused. That's a, that's a mean <laughs> trick. Yeah, that's a metal prank. <laughs> yeah. Metal prank. <laughs> Next week on Metal Pranks, we put on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Tell someone it's going to be 10 minutes and then it's actually half an hour. Then we get the mask from the guy in Slipknot Craig, but we fill it with farts. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> then we make these black metal kids build a church. Whoa. <laughs> Tricked ya. <laughs> oh, metal pranks is fun. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, Dope Smoker was also super fun. Um, I got to say, I was I was surprised when the vocal finally came in. I think it came after in like a, ten minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, oh, it's just going to be all sort of noise, you know, like I- instrumentation. But no, that that vocal did finally uh, pop in, which surprised me. I <laughs> uh, wasn't expecting anyone to sing, and I also started thinking, is like, how do you sing that slow? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously <laughs> you just hold notes, <laughs> but there's still something slow about the way he was uh, singing. Oh, definitely. Did, did you get that vibe? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, like, I'm not going to do an impression, but yeah, it's it's not operatic in the way that some metal is. It's more just like him holding a note for a long time in the same way that, yeah, the guitars and the bass are like. But it's not like an exciting note he's holding. No. It's not like a like a, a note you have to reach for. No. It's more of like a, like a, like a as you say, drone. a drone. Yeah. 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 Just add him to well, the yeah. drone. Yeah, add him to the drone. It's like making his voice as a part of the uh, sort of meditative nature of the rest of the instrumentation, if you will. Ooh, Fraz. Well, nice. nice. I have a heavy metal podcast. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> um, we got seven episodes in the can. We're working on the eighth. It's not a big. It's not a big deal. We've had two tweets directed at us. No big yeah, deal. Yeah. We'll get to those later. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of felt... I really liked this album, by the way. I really, really liked it. Um, I felt it, it kind of felt like a, I was being smothered in like a heavy blanket or like a w- wet, heavy blanket. But it's not like uncomfortably wet. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's maybe filled. It's like a waterbed blanket mm-hmm. that's just kind of crushing me but keeping me kind of comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find like listening to this album, I have to be really patient. Like sometimes it's like that feeling of like... you. It, the anticipation of it is what's fun. Like mm-hmm. you're waiting for it to get heavy. That's my favorite part always is like when it's the heaviest. But the the anticipation of like, oh, it's it's coming up, it's coming up is like so wonderful. And I guess that's because you know the album. So you know something is coming up. Or do you just, is that just the rhythm of the... I mean, it's interesting because um, I kind of didn't really know the history of Dope Smoker 
and I also have like Jerusalem downloaded and they're both basically the same project. Like Sleep tried to, they recorded, I think they recorded Dope Smoker first and they tried to... Is Sleep Matt Pike, did he go on to do High on Fire? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they like, rec- so they came out with Holy Mountain and it was a smash hit. Uh, really great <laughs> album. And yeah. then... A smash. <laughs> it was a smash. You're going to go far, kid. <laughs> And then you they... gotta hear this new band. <laughs> Sleep, they're called. Um, they basically were like, creatively, we we want to we want to write an album that's just one song. That was their goal. They were like, that's what we want. So they started doing it, and they came up with this album. And then the record companies were like, no. absolutely not. Yeah. this mm. sucks. We hate mm. this. Mm. And so then I think too they, creative, too creative, too yeah. great, too trippy. Then mm-hmm. they were like, back to the drawing board, and they went back and they reworked it and shaved. I think they shaved four minutes off of it and tried to sell it again. Right. Like, and more record companies were like, no. But it wasn't until years later that it was like released. And so it's been released, like I think Jerusalem was released in 1999 or something. And then this album was, I don't know. But it's like the same project. And listening to both albums, they're so similar. Like you'd have to really be good at listening to this kind of music to actually discern them. Hmm. I, I can't. Well, I find with metal in general, but also specifically with um, a lot of stoner metal bands, and specifically, I guess, with this record, like, I have to be, it's not a passive listen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so a lot of metal is, um, I have to, that has to be the only thing I'm doing, is mm-hmm. listening to it. I can't mm-hmm. be, like, riding my bike or doing the dishes or... It's not like putting on something poppy or whatever mm-hmm. as you're doing chores. It's like I, if I'm, there's a lot of stoner metal bands, and this record is one of them where if I'm listening to it, that's like what I'm doing for half an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it while I do something else. Because it, yeah, it's not uh, digestible. It, dem- it demands your attention. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's also a big, heavy, wet blanket on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do stuff with a big heavy wet blanket on yeah you ever tried it's 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 tough it's not it's not fun (laughs) uh i also love the band earth and they have a very similar vibe like to this album Mm -hmm. just like long droning Mm. pieces and there's lots of bands like that that are great too um but it's definitely a specific type of listen oh yeah Yeah. it's an acquired not not unlike a lot of (laughs) metal (laughs) subgenres it's an acquired taste but once you've acquired it, just try oh to not be baked. Try to escape the earth. Yeah. <laughs> or try to escape the dope smoke. <laughs> um, yeah, at around uh, 14 and a half minutes, there was this insane, like, amazing guitar solo. And uh, when that happened, I was like, I just, I was just in LA and I went to uh, uh, LACMA and the La Brea Tar Pits. Mm-hmm. And it totally reminded me of just like a big bubbling sulfurous gas bubble escaping the, the tar. And I was like, whoa, that was exciting. That's the most exciting thing the tar pit does. And it was similar to this. It's like, oh, guitars. Oh, and it's gone. And now they're back. Yeah. yeah back, back to the, the drone. Back to that I, drone. I find it really cinematic, this album, like when you mm-hmm. listen to it, especially if you're a bit high. Uh, <laughs> it, Someone's going to hear you. <laughs> it uh, it gets so cinematic. And actually, I the the album art with the like guys in the desert, and they're mm-hmm. wearing like cloaks. Um, for me, that's always the jumping off point. I'm always like thinking about like, those guys the whole time. Like, what are they doing mm. in the desert? Yeah. <laughs> what are, they what are those around? guys up to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kicking dirt, moving it around. I hope the dope smoker tells me what they're doing. <laughs> tells me their secret. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Whisper in my ear, dope smoker. <laughs> what are those guys doing down there on that album cover anyway? <laughs> Tell them to cut it out or keep going if it's something cool. <laughs> I also should mention that, like, I think one of the reasons I love this genre so much is that um, it actually makes me feel high when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, it can be so, like, meditative and, um, yeah, cyclical that it makes me feel a bit like a bit high. I when I, mean, I was like, yeah. when, when I was listening to it, I uh, I think I held my breath at one point and didn't realize I had, and then suddenly I just exhaled and I was like, oh, what the f- <laughs> yeah. fuck? Why was I holding my breath? And I'm sure the the trance like uh, music made me do yeah. that. It has weird trippy effects on you. I will say this and another record are two great stoner metal albums, classics, with the word dope in the name. The other one is by Electric Wizard. Mm-hmm. Also great. Dope Throne. Yes, Dope Throne. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We and didn't, like, the, like I, I, we could have picked more weed-focused bands yeah. and album titles, for sure. There's so many that are so funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Bongzilla. But I would say those two records, like... Speaking from personal experience, those two records are like the quintessential, you know, take a bong rip and go somewhere else for a minute. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Electric Wizard and and Sleep are both classic bands of the genre. Yeah. So quick shout out to Electric Wizard, even though it's not on the running order for the episode. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm throwing away the whole script today. <laughs> Woo. Um, speaking of going somewhere else, let's talk about um, the Melvins album you chose, mm. Senile Animal. Yeah. So the Melvins have an illustrious career. They've they have been so around many forever. albums. They've been around forever. I mean, I've never listened to the Melvins before this, and but I still know, like, when I hear that name, I see there's, like, a two-headed puppy image or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing how uh, strong that visual has implanted in people, I think. Well, they're also, they're also from Seattle, correct? Correct. So they were kind of just because of where they were from at the time they were starting to play. I think their first record came out in, like, 87 or something. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. A long time ago, yeah. Um, But uh, by the early 90s, of course, because they were a Seattle band, um, they got signed to a major label because every band in Seattle was um, getting signed to a major label. So this is actually where directly where you, that grunge element comes Mm -hmm. in because they were very much lumped into grunge bands Mm -hmm. of the time, Mm -hmm. at the time. But I think that they definitely were a little bit more outside the grunge box in terms of experimentation and loony concepts. For sure. Um, And I chose this album because it's my favorite album. And I think it actually, it's one of the sludgier albums. Because some of their albums are not like that at all. I will say I do not know. Well, first of all, we saw the Melvins. Together. Together. Hello. Uh, this time last year with Napalm Death, a band we've previously discussed on the show, uh, and Melt Banana, who were fucking mental. So good. Anyway, um, but I was not, I've never been, they were great. I'm super glad I got to see the Melvins because they are a somewhat legendary act. But I will say I was, I've never been like a massive Melvins. I haven't really taken the time to delve too mm-hmm. deep. So, but I will say I really like this album a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I'm not I'm not a super 
I'm not like a super Melvins fan. Like I don't know every detail about every album because they those, have those so people many exist. albums. Yeah, absolutely they do, yeah. and I respect them for it. Um, but I find some of the albums kind of unlistenable. Ooh. I said it. Well, shots fired. Well, are there any in particular that you're like, still steer away from these ones? I think I have most of them on my computer. And I just right. like, when I put on the Melvin, sometimes I'm like, oh, no, not this. And I can't think of specifically right. what it is. But I know albums that I love. Like, I love Senile Animal. I love... Uh, well, that was my next question, was like, which albums besides Senile Animal would well, you Well, I recommend? love Nude with Boots, which is the next one. So it is a very similar flavor. Their new one, Bases Loaded, is like an all-bass Mm-hmm. Kind of concept albums. There's a lot of funny bass work on it. <laughs> like that one Spinal Tap track, uh, Big Bottom, where they're all playing <laughs> bass. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like for me, this album is the one I, li- I listen to this album all the time. And I also love this album because um, Big Business is, this is when the years when Big Business right. was like part of the Melvins, when the Melvins um, invited Big Business to play with them. So uh, when I saw them touring, I guess it was like 20. 12 2013 or something and they were touring with big business it was like two drummers mm-hmm. and like the amazing bass because big singer. business is just a drummer and a bass player yeah and melvin's i guess at the time well melvin's has always kind of been buzz and dale yeah who are like guitar player singer and drummer respectively yeah and they've just had like a revolving door of bassists uh i think so they so definitely they brought had on a lot. big business and that was like two drummers bass player guitar player yeah yeah and it was amazing. I didn't see that setup. I saw Melvin's, you know, with their most recent uh, bass player, yeah. Steve something. The guy from Red, Red Cross. Cross. <laughs> but uh, I saw Big Business open for Mastodon, and they blew my fucking mind. Yeah, Big that Business. That show was amazing. Oh, Big Business is so good. I almost put them on this list, and then I was like, but they're involved in the Melvin's thing, so we can talk about them then. Right. Oh, I love them so much. Yeah. Big Business. It was Big Business Clutch Mastodon. Mm. Whew. Well, Hot okay. show. Very good. Very yeah. good show. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Um, I, I, I found it like strange going from Dope Smoker to Senile Animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was almost like, is this even the same genre? Is this does this fall into the same? It was so kind of clean and anthemic, and you know, there's like lots of like punky stuff in here, and like uh, just like clean kind of you know funky drum beats mm-hmm. to like open songs. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I was like, is this even metal? Uh, and then I was thinking that until I heard rat-faced granny, which is <laughs> definitely uh, metal. Also, what a song title, mm-hmm. rat-faced granny. But I don't know. I guess that was kind of an interesting, it was an interesting transition to, mm-hmm. to go from those two albums. I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah, so uh, I think the thing about Melvin's is that they really do like jump genre a oh, lot. Yeah. They're all over the place. Um, they're all, like they're jazzy at times, mm-hmm. um, and I. So when I was trying to come up with this list, I was struggling because I was like, "Well, should I just put all my favorite bands?" I mean, I, I did. These are all my some of my yeah, favorite well, bands. Welcome to my life, Amy. <laughs> That's my life every week. It's hell. <laughs> but I also like kind of cross referenced a bunch of lists of like best sludge albums ever, all this stuff, just to make sure I was like. Right? right? You know, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Is what I listen to all in the same genre? Right. I don't know. Um, and Melvin's was consistently at the top of these lists. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, they they are sludge metal. Yeah, I honestly do. Well, as we already discussed, it's kind of a slippery slope. Like, you know, when bands have a lot of influences and go out of their way to play a lot of weird shit. It's a um, sludgy slope. Hey, now. 
<laughs> but I'm when we did our old school death episode, I talked about Carcass's heartwork because I consider it to be like a classic melodic death record. But they started as more of a grindcore band, mm-hmm. so they also could have been on the grindcore episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll get some angry emails about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's what was so interesting about seeing them at play with Napalm Death is that. Um, I guess sonically or aesthetically, on paper, the Melvins and Napalm Death really don't have that much in common. Mm-hmm. But they actually do because Melvins are just like a punk band who has like sort of metal, um, you know, qualities, and Napalm Death is a metal band who has very punk qualities. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I guess for me, like the thickness of the riffs is mm-hmm. what really Ooh. makes it sludge like <laughs> yeah. um and i think with like sleep definitely has that going on this this melvin's record does and then weed eater which we're going to talk about next yeah. they definitely do and it's that like thick slow riff that i definitely feel like uh senile animal has going on throughout and that really like fuzzed out distortion on the guitars and you know like there's a lot of um well metal riffs in general but melvin's riffs that if they did, if they were clean, would just sound like jangly little guitar riffs. But because they have this crazy distortion on them, mm-hmm. like it's just Buzz playing guitar, mm-hmm. um, but it sounds huge. Yeah, you know? uh, the the song "A History of Bad Men" is also really heavy and cool mm-hmm. off that album. Um, yeah, totally. Also, two drum kits is crazy. Yeah, and I I didn't I didn't read up on, I never read up on the band before I listen. I always just listen first, and I was like. I, I got into this very visceral dreamlike state where I was trying to imagine what the drummer was doing. And I was like, wait a second, how is this possible? <laughs> yeah. Because I started imagining him, he had like eight arms. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. And then I looked it up. Yeah, two drummers. Mm-hmm. Wild. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. And we'll talk about another two drummer band in a minute. Oh, uh, before we move uh, too far ahead, I do realize I had some... Um, I had some uh, fun YouTube comments uh, from the Dope Smoker album, hey. just to rewind a little bit. Oh, yeah. uh, by the way, uh, so Amy, every episode we've been, uh, I've been looking at YouTube comments on albums just because it's a great cross-section of people just spouting their, their silly minds. Yeah. Um, and, and comment sections are generally, I mean, let's face it. Terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know what it is about this uh, genre of like uh, uh, stoner sludge, but there's some fantastic comments coming out of uh, coming out of these yeah, fans. Yeah, let us have them. Okay, so uh, the first one uh, from Sleep Dope Smoker is uh, Shannon Sullivan says, great laundry folding music, folding slow and hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can really, oh, so I can really good. picture that. Yeah, nice and starchy. <laughs> uh, another one from Ryan Pate. Oh, that's the one I already talked about. It was the 10 minute uh, thing. Uh, and then this comment from I might be wrong, which is spelled super weird, but I might be wrong, uh, just writes, this song is way too short. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. Classic joke. You, uh, <laughs> you, you scamp. My favorite is like almost under all of these albums, you can find someone that says like, you guys like weed? And then there's like 300 likes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. that person who wrote that is so funny. Just to go to go to like the trouble of actually posting that. Yeah. Oh. Anybody here high? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll, dude. I'll like that. Yeah. I'll like that all day long. 
Um, the next album uh, we listened to was Jason the Dragon by Weed Eater. Maybe the best named album that we've talked about so far on the show. Wow. Jason the Dragon? I mean, Come on. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. It's a pretty gnarly pun. Jason the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if you met a dragon named Jason? Uh, imagine if you met a dragon. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> and then he just had like a normal guy name. And then yeah. he was like, you guys like weed? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. And he said it in a Buffalo Bill voice. <laughs> you guys like weed? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> hey, this is my friend the unicorn, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> mystical creatures with normal dude names. <laughs> oh, that, that really got me, Fraz. Yeah, and then the unicorn could talk like Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Amy just shakes her head. No, 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 no. no, no. no. The unicorn don't sully this show unicorn, with Cosby's name. The unicorn doesn't talk like that. No, I don't want to think about a unicorn like that. <laughs> you see? Okay. Uh, yes, weed eater, Jason the dragon. <laughs> You yeah. started into a voice, no. and then you backpedaled no, immediately. <laughs> we'll edit it out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I will say that I loved the vocals on this record. Sick. Yeah, real sick vox. Yeah. And uh, I liked a lot of the riffs. Overall, though, didn't really get into the Weed Eater as much. Okay, cool, yeah. I had the complete opposite feeling. This album got the asterisk from me. It's one of my, my oh. fave albums, and I gave it the asterisk about 30 seconds into the first song. Oh. I absolutely loved this album. Devin loves Weed Eater. I mm-hmm. love Weed Eater. What, I, what do you like so much about it, Devin? It's just so moody and consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I really uh, imagined a uh, yeah, like a like like a, a, a ghoul kind of giving the come hither motion <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for the length of the entire album. <laughs> yeah. Like and one it, of those creepy carnies outside the Polar Express <laughs> who are just like, hey, you think you got the guts? Get on here. <laughs> come on. Come on. I'm going to show you something. Come on. Yeah. You're going to get a real dizzy but let's see what you're made of. Yeah, and your cousin being like, "Okay, I'm curious. I'm curious." It's like, "Come on, I'll show you." Yeah. You never, you never really get there, but you know, I just, I love the consistency of it. I thought it was, uh, yeah, thought it was very fun. Cool. Yeah. What, uh, what do you like about this record, Amy? Okay. Um. Oh, really taking a second here. Where to begin? For me, Weed Eater is like, is fucked, and like. With, like, spelling it F-U-C-T. Like, right, yeah. Like, just, like... And I've seen them, like, twice, and I enjoyed it every time. But there's this sense that they're just nasty dudes. Right. Like, mm. they're just... They're from North Carolina, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. They're just, like, kind of... <laughs> yeah. Like, they actually live on, like, a trailer park, and... Like, yeah, you just really get the sense, And they just, like, like, fish and hunt and stuff. Yeah. And make their own moonshine, and... They're, like, I don't, I mean, I know Hillbillies is maybe too far. Yeah, that's culturally insensitive. It is. Yeah. yeah. But that. But, you know, I just did a Cosby impression. You're making, you're calling people Hillbillies, so. Um, it's a metal podcast. We're going to inf- offend someone. Well, yeah, I guess so. On purpose or otherwise. I also, one of the guys had a um, Confederate flag hat the last time I saw oh, them. And no. that really su- that really yeah. sullied it for me. Oh, At least no. I think he did. I, I think... hope he didn't. And if someone knows that he didn't, let me know via Twitter. But I think he did. Um, well, that totally sucks. Yeah. I might have to remove my asterisk. Oh, no, Devin. Really, I mean, but it's, it's, it is interesting that the music on its own 
did do something for me. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you start uh, understanding the, the world that they live in and what they represent, then it, it starts well, to Well, listen, away. if you're going to, uh, you know, stop disliking artists for their political aff- affiliations, you know, that's... That's a that's a long. That's going to turn into a long list if you start doing your. I mean, especially in the world of metal, as it seems to be. Yeah. Well, this is what I mean. I'm sure there's a lot. I wouldn't be a pro wrestling fan if I, <laughs> if I, if I, you know, was like, oh, they probably voted for Trump. I, uh, I don't agree with that or what have you. Um, you know. Do you think wrestlers were voting for Trump? There's a lot of redneck wrestlers. Yeah. 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 Mm. Not that you have to be a redneck to vote for Trump necessarily, but it doesn't hurt. Mm. Yeah, probably right. But I mean, that's hey, a- but baby, you know, you you're the expert on hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just cut this part out? No, no not Should at we all. Should take it back no, no, and no, just no, start no. again? No, no, no. Anyway, I think it's good, but I think it's the also the guys in Weed Eater only have one tooth in their mouths. <laughs> is this what you're saying? Like. One of them definitely is missing teeth. Oh, you know that for sure because you saw them live those times. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, one of them just drinks like Jack Daniels out of a bottle. And at one point like he out just... Like out of a water bottle? <laughs> no, like out of a glass <laughs> bottle. But just like has a bottle of Jack Daniels is just like chugging it. And that's their, I mean, that's their their deal. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it's put on. I think it's authentic. They're real. They're real. Um, and I really like love them. Like they're they were one of my favorite um, bands that I got into that actually had weed in the title, mm-hmm. like and had weed references constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love I love the vocals. I love again how thick it is, and it's kind of groovy. It it's is, got a southern yeah. feel. It's mm-hmm. like a soupy, swampy yeah. thickness. Like yeah. it's really, yeah. It's like you can like feel it. It mm-hmm. feels like it's on you. And it, like I, the South is like, I mean, North Carolina is not really in the South, but like, um, is like a hotbed for this kind of like the Southern like riff metal mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like, and Macedon is from Georgia, and um, oh, we'll talk about Savannah, we'll Georgia. Be there. We'll talk about Savannah, Georgia in a second. Uh, but I think like there's tons of bands from that area that are just like amazing oh, and yeah. have this like so many this riffy kind of dirty. I'm almost gonna use the word sleazy. Well, it kind of makes sense, and I could be way off base here because I am not from there, nor am I a musician, or nor am I a, a, you know like a smart person, but. Uh, it might just be because, like, in the southern states, like, um, you know, like, country and western and kind of, like, banjo music and kind of finger-picking music, and that's kind of a lot of people grow up with that, I think. So I just think, like, coming up with the same kind of thing but with your guitar distorted is kind of, you know, if you're not into country necessarily but you still grew up with it mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, that might be an, an evolution that you take on. What am I saying? <laughs> Fraz got high before the show. <laughs> yeah, it was those bong rips, man. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that like similarly to a history of bad men that we we're talking about, there's like that thick, riffy yeah. quality that I love. Yeah, totally. Um, Weed Eater also sells hot sauce as their merch, which nice. I thought was was kind of fun. That's pretty cool. Although, I mean, I bet people would feel a little hesitant to eat hot sauce that says weed eater on it, because <laughs> I'm sure they would believe it's uh, <laughs> spiked with weed. Yeah, not me. That, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's how I'd buy it, for sure. <laughs> uh, also, when I first typed in weed eater, uh, it like, uh, on, on Google, it, uh, it came up as string trimmer, 
And a string trimmer is a UK term for like a weed whacker or a string a, trimmer. Yeah. Or, a, or yeah, a weed whacker, a weed eater, uh, the trimmer or a, oh, a weed whacker <laughs> or a whippersnipper. A whippersnipper. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Also, that song Psalms and Opium was mm-hmm. so calming and, and pleasant in the middle of all the, the you know, yeah. kind of chaos. So. Even though the guy's voice is so like kind of like yeah. creaky it Sounds is like really someone stepping on a cat yeah totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> yeah that, that was it uh, let's move on from Weed Eater let's talk about uh, Kylisa Static Tensions mmm mmm <laughs> mm. I love it it's a great record uh, this is one of two Kylisa Kylisa ugh I don't, still aren't sure entirely how I to say know. it. I don't know. I say Kylisa. I Ky- might be Ky- wrong. Kylisa. I could be wrong. Kylas- Kylasa? Anyway, uh, yeah, I had Static Tensions and uh, Spiral Shadow, the one that came after it. I say yeah. had because they're on an old hard drive I don't have anymore. But it was great going back and listening to this record again. It's really, really good. And two drummers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two mm-hmm. drummers. Yeah. This is yeah. another asterisked album for me. I loved it. I Fuck loved the start awesome. of it. It brought me right in the drumming, the yelling, the high energy ass kicking nature you of it. Really, And I saw this band live around the time of this record or, or the one that came after it. And yeah, like watching those two drummers play those rhythmic beats like that and like, oh, really fun. Really mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, I've never seen them live. I would love to. Yeah, they're great. I think they're just down to one drummer again. Okay. But uh, <laughs> probably still be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did a bit of research on this. They take their name from Kailisa Mara, or Mara, which is a Buddhist term denoting delusory mental states, Jeepers. which is really crazy. So delusory means giving a false or misleading impression. So a false or misleading uh, impression of, uh, of your mental state. I think that is just such a, and a Buddhist term. So like mm-hmm. such a wildly dense, densely packed idea to name your band after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thrilled wow. me right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm curious though, like it seems like, and I, I guess because I'm listening to so much now, uh, I'm starting to understand how different albums are, are recorded. And it seems like it's almost like the mics were distant in this recording or something. Like they were out of the room almost. Is that crazy? Did, did you pick mm. up on that at all? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. it, it sounded like they, they played all the tracks through. Yeah, well, it's like, a lot together. to do with like where they record and just like how it's mixed too. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure mixing two drum kits, two full drum kits into the mix of every single song is not Easy. the easiest thing to do in the world. Yeah. Then again, I have no musical knowledge technical knowledge whatsoever so well we'll we'll put a little soup's easy i don't know we'll put a flag in that until we get an actual metal music producer on the show yeah an expert (laughs) which we'll definitely do we'll get one of those (laughs) yeah (laughs) can't be too tough but yeah this uh this album was awesome and it's funny amy before you mentioned that running red was Mm -hmm. your favorite track from the album and i was kind of listening to it doing some other stuff and then my ears really perked up. I was like, oh, this is great. And I like got really into it. I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's it's Running Red. That oh. song is really sweet. It's really good. It builds in a really wonderful way. And I think like thinking about the title of the band, it really does have like a, I feel like their music has a real like ebb and flow that mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. It feels very like, I don't know, mm-hmm. like a wave. Yeah. It can be really soft and then it can be really crushing. 
And it also should be said that uh, you know we our first guest is a lady, and mm-hmm. this is the probably the first band we're talking about with a lady member. I do believe. Yeah. I could be mistaken, but Laura Pleasance. She's amazing. Singer, guitar player. So good. Yeah. And absolute destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. Great band. Uh, okay, so I think that brings us to our, our final band that we're going to talk about, uh, which seems to be like a, a pretty pretty major band in yeah. the metal world. They're pretty popular, yeah. Yep. That's the impression I got just from listening to them. We're talking about Mastodon. Mastodon. And we're, uh, the not to be confused, which I found out with Mastodon, which is a Christian metal group. Oh, what? Yeah, and it's spelled uh, M A. Oh, sorry, M-A-S-T-E-D-O-N. Oh. That's the Christian one, but Mastodon, M-A-S-T-O-D-O-N, is is the heavy hitter. Were, was Mastodon, Mastodon with an E, was that like a, a, like a, Mastod- a Christian version of an actual Mastodon? Of an old dinosaur. <laughs> of an old dinosaur, yeah. Was it like a... Honestly, I didn't spend the time looking into it, but I think we probably should do a Christian metal episode at some point. Oh, yeah. Striper, <laughs> Under Oath. There could be a whole bunch, yeah. Mastodon. Mastodon. Oh, it's such a complex. What a bunch of chumps. Thing. Like, when they were like, oh, no, we can get away with this. It's Mastodon with an E. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Mastodon, yeah. Leviathan. Um, yeah, another one. Another asterisk. Amy, you're just crushing me with. With metal uh, albums well, that are sticking with me. Well, uh, my pick was Leviathan. Yeah. And yeah, and my pick was one their most re- well, not their most recent one, but uh, their one from 2014. 2014. Once yeah. more around the sun. And I just wanted to give you that one, Devin, so that you could note their kind of their progression from their second album to their second newest album. Mm-hmm. Um, they put one out, out like a month or two ago called Emperor of Sand that I don't have yet. But... I downloaded it. Oh, did you? Yeah. And. I I was saying um, to Fraz also that like I love Mastodon and I listen to all of their albums but I uh, my favorite is Leviathan still I find sometimes like they're too I'm not a big tech metal fan and like Prague Mm -hmm. I can't really get down and well Leviathan is is really like their first album was more of a straight up metal record in terms of just like big crushing riffs and screaming and then later on, as Once More Around the Sun would 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 show, they get a lot more progressive and a lot more kind of the vocals get cleaner, a little bit more radio ready, as it were. But Leviathan is right in that sweet spot where you get the big crushing riffs and the crazy, you know, the crazy drum fills and the crazy solos and the nuts vocals. But it's also just dangling their toes and over the precipice of like mainstream rock. Mm. So it's like. Crazy and heavy as fuck, but it's also like catchy, mm-hmm. which is what I like about it. Yeah, I immediately, as soon as this started, like thirty seconds in, I was bopping my head. Oh, that first riff, that yeah. oh my god, amazing! So good. And I, I say bopping my head. I wasn't head banging completely, <laughs> no, but no, I had no. a good head bop. Going. Yeah, we well, don't yeah. want you don't want to hurt your neck. <laughs> um, um, this is a concept album about Moby Dick. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Uh, which is really wild. And at first, I kind of, I always, I don't know, it's stupid, but I, I feel a little like hesitant. Like, oh, they can come up with their own story. They can <laughs> do their. But I mean, obviously, they're incredible, ta- talented musicians, and uh, I definitely turned around on that right away. That's so crazy that they tell the story of Moby Dick throughout this album. You know, based on uh, based on this, the the uh, concept of this record. I was uh, I was in the really in the mood to uh, 
to buy a classic book, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I really wanted to read a classic. You sound like Norm MacDonald right now. <laughs> I really, I really, uh, well, I didn't watch, actually, I didn't watch a bunch of Norm MacDonald, like, talk show interviews last night. So I wonder if it, like, <laughs> it osmosis itself into my brain. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so um, I'm trying not to talk like now. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, so I, I, I really wanted to buy a classic, a classic story and read it. Uh, and I was, I bought this album at the time, and I really liked it. So I was like, oh, Moby Dick, I'll read Moby Dick. And so I went to uh, a bookstore, a used bookstore, and I found this uh, beautiful, uh, hardcover copy of Moby Dick. And I was like, oh my god, you know, it was like you know, fifteen dollars or something gorgeous hardcover I was like oh this is going to be great and uh, I brought it home and I read probably about 20 pages of it I was like this is the most boring fucking piece of shit I've ever read in my life more boring than Lord of the Rings and I thought that was the most boring book I'd ever read up until that point but then you put on Leviathan and just yeah understood the whole well, story well it's like yeah, well like Lord of the Rings you know you get all the good parts from the Peter Jackson movies uh, Leviathan is all the best parts of Moby Dick don't bother with that piece of shit book <laughs> just rock out to Macedon mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that book. You know, it doesn't yeah. deserve its. Spot it's really it. fucking bad. It's really, really fucking bad. Uh, you know, so it's not boring. bad. This album is insane. It's so uh, good. I honestly, I, I feel like it might for me. Again, I'm new to this journey, uh, but now I'm kind of versed. I feel like this album said to me quintessential metal album. It seemed mm-hmm. to really draw from so many different mm-hmm. genres to create this like awesome close to masterpiece is that crazy mm-hmm. for me to say well no it's i mean it's very well regarded um i mean kind of all of their records are but this was kind of like um i mean we talked about new metal a lot last episode obviously with the slipknot uh <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode being the, the topic um slipknot's but, gonna be our like dragon episode we're always chasing the yeah. slipknot dragon jason yeah. the dragon oh. jason yeah <laughs> Jason the Slipknot Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, um, but this was sort of like once that sort of died off a little bit, the next kind of round of bands that were popular were bands that weren't relying so much on like gimmicks or uh, being, um, you know, I don't know, like adapting a certain style. They were just wearing their influences on their sleeve and just like making crushing heavy heavy records and Macedon was one of those bands like they were like in the I guess the mid 2000s I forget when their first album came out but I want to say like 2002 2004 anyway um, but yeah they were one of the first bands that people kind of went like whoa these guys aren't like a joke or a gimmick or a like these guys won't put out two albums and disappear like these guys are just starting to put out this body of work that will blow people's brains and they have done that since uh since this record they put out i think they have five more and they each get you know less metal i guess less kind of like less heavy um but more you know more progressive and more but they're also more like they're a mainstream band right like they're a not a mainstream band necessarily they're a major label band they're on a major label so they get a little bit more exposure than all the other bands we've talked about so far, but mm-hmm. r- but deservedly so. They're fucking sick musicians, so, you know. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Also still have never seen Mastodon. I miss them every single time. 
they're in whatever city I'm in. One of the first things I thought was like, oh, this is one of the bands I have to see live. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are sick live. I've seen them two times, I think. And first of all, one of the loudest live bands I've seen. And I've seen like a lot of metal bands. Uh, but they're so fucking loud. It's crazy. And also, all four members of the band, they've never had a lineup change. And all four members of the band are like... Um, both just in life and on stage are total characters. Um, like they're amazing players, obviously, but they also just have like like um, Brent Hines, one of the guitar players, has like a tattoo on his face. Uh, um, uh, Bill Kaler, the other guitar player, has like a little rat tail. They all have tattoos, and they all you know they're all wearing these crazy t- uh, t-shirts with funky designs on them, you know, real characters. And um, You sound like an old man describing the yeah, youth of today. Yeah, like an old Norm MacDonald. <laughs> uh, but because of just like the way they are and, and their style of playing, you kind of, well, at least I get stuck watching like one member of the band for like a whole song and I got to kind of snap out of it and remember to watch the whole show just because they're such mesmerizing players and weird dudes. Mm. Uh, I yeah. love me a good weird dude in a band. I, I say the next time they come to Vancouver, guys, we yeah, we should we, definitely I'm all so go. In. We make it a date because yeah. they're one of the best live bands. Like they, I love, I love Macedon. Yeah, they're so good. I, I was feeling with this um, with this album especially um, that you know, like for example, with my mom. Okay, so I, I actually listen to a lot of hip hop. Um, and my mom, she doesn't like hip hop at all. But I, I kept trying to figure out like what is the best album to like play for my mom, where I will find some sort of tangible connection that she will appreciate it. Straight and, out of Compton, N.W.A. Well, I, I played for her uh, an MF Doom album because mm. you know I know my mom, and I figured she would actually. Uh, really like the complexities of the lyrics and the skill he puts into it and sure enough it did bridge a gap and I was thinking this might be the album I would play for someone wanting to get into metal music. Leviathan specifically? Yeah Leviathan just to prove that like these are true artists doing really interesting stuff Mm -hmm. with music and that it's it's not so abrasive it's not like death metal uh, where it's like just this grotesque like wall of sound stuff but this has everything in it that yeah. still really falls into that what I think is like a quintessential right. middle ground like you can't deny is. its heaviness but there's also like an accessibility to it totally that, yeah and that's why they've achieved the sort of the the mainstream success they have is exactly because of that they are they work like all the real metalheads love them because they are playing these crazy thunderous riffs but they also have like the mainstream appeal like you can take like you know your mom <laughs> to a Macedon show and she'll probably have a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I feel like they're like mm, the cream of the crop of yeah. like. And we were going to, we were touching on um, Savannah, Georgia, where mm-hmm. they're from. And that's where also where Kyles is from. I think that, isn't Macedon from Atlanta? Mm-hmm. I think they might be. I think I, I can Atlanta be the proper? there. Well, I don't know that. But but I I, I, I know yes. Baroness also from Savannah, also, Georgia. Yep. Black Tusk also from Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so Atlanta, Savannah, the greater the greater Atlanta area. <laughs> anyway, Georgia is a real hotbed for Georgia's this, for the stoner new rock. Scandinavia. In term, well, it's kind of the the uh, Scandinavia of stoner rock, actually, like stoner mm-hmm. metal for sure, because all of those bands are from there, and. Um, uh, John Baisley, the uh, 
singer for Baroness does a lot of their, a lot of all of these bands' album art. I don't know if he's ever done a Mastodon record, but anyway, it's like a whole big, you know, network of awesome metal musicians down there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Think about that community. Like. Oh, I really wanted to hang out with them all so bad and yeah. like <laughs> drink beer with them and hang out at their jam spots and like have weird southern barbecues and shit. Mm-hmm. I totally just want to be a part of that community so bad. <laughs> if anyone's listening, yeah, I know get that in sounds touch. like such a poser thing to do, <laughs> but I've never been to I've been to Atlanta certainly, but I've never been to Savannah and I I just like exploring I think like the South in general, but Georgia's metal community is something I really, really, really want to get into at some point in my life. Not just listening to the bands, but like being there and going to shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. We should do a road trip. Oh, God. <gasps> Could you imagine? Oh, man. That'd oh. be crazy. That'd be so amazing. Oh, my God. Well, you know what we'd wear for the, the road trip? We'd wear some of this Mastodon merch I found. Oh, yeah. Uh, first up, we have a Mastodon bikini. Yes. That has some sort of uh, like triple-jawed yeah. like bull goat thing yeah, that's on the, each uh, breast. That's the cover for the Hunter, their, I think their fifth record. Yeah. yeah. Amy, would you ever wear that bikini? Does that interest you at all? It would look or? super cute on you. Okay, well, <laughs> if anyone's listening, they want to send that bikini to the show, then yes, I'll wear it and I'll take a picture. <laughs> We're requesting a lot from our listeners. Yeah. Send us a Mastodon bikini. Take Fraz to Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also these Mastodon board shorts you can get. <laughs> oh, those are dope. For when you're on your uh, your hovercraft in the bayou. or <laughs> That's Louisiana, I think. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> would, you, I, I, would you ever wear those board shorts, Dad? Hell no. They're terrible. I think they'd look really cute on you. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Uh, wait, that's not all. We got another Mastodon bikini oh. that has a, a star on each uh, a breast. I like no. that one better. Yeah. I think that would look really cute, cute on, on me. <laughs> it doesn't. I will end. say that I recently unearthed uh, a Macedon shirt that I forgot I had. I was looking for something else in some old suitcase. I was like, "Hey!" And it's one of my faves. And I've since I've rebusted it out. I've had a few compliments on it also. Nice. Uh, yeah, usually from this guy. Hey, cool shirt, dude. Like, <laughs> actually, I used to, uh, going back to Napalm Death for a second, I had a Napalm Death. I still have. Speaking of unearthing things, I should bust it back out at one point. But I had a Napalm Death hoodie. And um, the only <laughs> like the only people who would compliment me on it were like the craziest assholes on earth. <laughs> like, I remember one time I was taking the escalator up to a comic book convention and I'm wearing this hoodie and the guy on the down escalator um, he's like reaching over like not to like grab me but just get my attention and I'm like I'm like I kind of look over I'm like hey and he just goes Barney fucking Greenway (laughs) (laughs) who is the uh, the vocalist for Napalm Death and I was like yeah Yes. Yep. And good morning to you too, sir. <laughs> I've met that same guy. Only I was wearing a, a, a sweater that just said Maui on it because mm-hmm. I went to Maui. You know, dumb dumb thing. And he just went, "Hey, Maui, Wowie, man." <laughs> and I was like, "Ugh, yeah." Yeah. That's how Maui, I feel when Wowie. I listen to Macedon. <laughs> Whoa, Maui, Wowie, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have one last piece of merch here. It's just these uh, Mastodon leggings. Okay. Oh, oh wow. So those are kind of wild. Shit. Look at those. 
They're called Blood Mountain Leggings, which yeah. I'm assuming is one of their albums. It yeah. is. Um, yeah. So there you go. You can uh, wear Mastodon tightly to your legs. Only you... 30 hmm. bucks? I mean, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I spent 30 bucks on worse things than that. Absolutely. <laughs> like what, Fraz? Um, hmm. Let me think. Uh, a, a plane trip to visit someone who wanted to break up with me. You only spent 30 bucks? Sounds no, like a deal. I spent more than that, is <laughs> oh, what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Mm. Sounds like another metal prank. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were getting leggings. You got a trip for a breakup. <laughs> uh, but that was my phase when I was wearing a big pin mask like the guy from <laughs> Slipknot. So Surprised you got let on the for, flight. Yeah, first of all, it was a bitch to get through security. <laughs> Second of all, I could see why she was wanted to call it off. Sounds like another episode of Lil Slipknot. Pinhead yeah. tries to go through the security at the airport. <laughs> Ding! Well, uh, yeah. You're going to have to take the mask off. Oh. I can't. It's part of my head. <laughs> but in a baby's voice. <laughs> I can't. You don't understand! <laughs> um, We're so, really covering all the episodes here today, but hey, whatever, you know. It's super fun. Um, I've got, uh, oh yeah, there's, I've got some uh, YouTube uh, from Mastodon mm. albums, YouTube mm-hmm. comments. Uh, Advantageous Mutation writes, uh, the sperm whale kills almost as much marine life as humans do. And then Gen X Atrocity uh, writes, yeah, but our shit stinks. Fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't know what that means, but, you know, there you go. Uh, and then this one... Uh, Oh, Joshua Chapin writes, <laughs> I have an ear-rection. Oh. oh! That's not bad. Really? Yeah, yeah pretty, I mean, pretty it's good. It's no jazz cabbage, but it's pretty good. <laughs> um, we didn't really talk about Once More Around the Sun, but um, yeah, I, I wasn't as big a fan as that of that album. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, it, it did, uh, the, the singing kind of took me out of it. Yeah. As soon as they're getting it. It was my favorite album of t- 2015. Oh really? Yeah, it's my number one favorite record. So yeah. maybe you should speak to it. Like, what what do you love mm. about it? I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. And, no, um, I don't know. I just thought it was. Uh, I just loved all of the. Like it was. You know, it was. The foundation had been set with. Uh, you know, with Leviathan and, and you know earlier albums, and then this one was kind of like that tried and true Macedon. You know, weirdness. But with like added things, like there's this weird, like this song called Aunt Lisa that has like this weird kind of like cheerleader kind of um, part in it. And there's all these weird kind of effects on it. And and I totally appreciate, you know, what you're saying about, you know, the clean vocals as opposed to, you know, what they did earlier on and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I just think like I just really love following these guys from album to album and following their kind of creative arc. And although I can totally appreciate, and frankly, Devin, it warms my heart. You appreciate the heavier version of the band more than their later stuff. Um, but I just think it's all, you know, I think it's a really great, uh, a great spread of, you know, creativity from their first album to their most recent. Yeah. And I'd say, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like all their albums. No, no, of course. I just like a, like a thicker milkshake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you, you want to struggle with that straw. Yeah, absolutely. You want to work to get it up into your <laughs> mouth. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about all of these albums. They're, they're like thick milkshakes mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to like, you know, a thin milky drink. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, no band wants to... <laughs> 
I was going to keep going, but couldn't. Um, no man no. wants to be described as a, 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 vis, a well, whatever, milky, yeah. watery drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, what I was, was going to say was, <laughs> I got to get it get, get it back together here. Um, <clears throat> what I was going to say was, like, no band wants to put out the same record every single time they put out a record, right? So I think these guys have done a great job of creating a body of work that is completely uniquely their own and something that you don't hear any Macedon record really going without going, oh, this is Macedon. You don't ever go, hey, is this Cher? Uh, you know, like it's so obviously them, but it's, you know, the albums are just so different. I mean, I will say, speaking of the heaviness of Leviathan, um, having listened to Once More Around the Sun so much over the last couple of years, going back to this record for research for this show was like, holy shit <laughs> like yeah this is way heavier for sure yeah um i actually found with once more around the sun uh i i heard a lot of iron maiden in mm-hmm. there you know it, it seemed mm-hmm. like they were uh reincarnating the the old school like really fun iron maiden sound. well that's again like you know if there's any kind of metal band that's trying to be sort of at all mainstream or, or appeal to a large audience like Sabbath riffs and Maiden riffs and Judas Priest riffs are always the foundation for that. Like you're, you know, I hear that all the time in newer bands. I'm like, that's an Iron Maiden riff or a guitar line or you know, um, even if it isn't, uh, you know, completely ripping it off or whatever. It's like you just hear it, you know, you hear it in new bands just because that's what's been around for so long, you know. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's like people playing sort of Beatles-esque guitar lines or Rolling Stones type things or like newer bands that sound like Pink Floyd or newer bands that sound like, it's like, if it isn't broke, don't fix it, you know, like, these are the things that are going to stay popular or, you know, stay listenable forever. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, we've we've had a few Twitter uh, questions come in, uh, hey. specifically for Amy. Oh. What? Uh, so uh, Julian Fade, <laughs> never heard of him. Ever heard of this oh, guy? No. no. Uh, never. He just must be a fan of the show. <laughs> he is. I think he is. Uh, I don't know he, that name. He asks for uh, uh, for Amy. He says, "What's the craziest thing Amy has seen uh, at a Sludge Stoner concert?" Oh. Um, so you can take a moment to think about that. I'm gonna need want. a minute. Yeah, yeah. Chris, do you have an answer for that? <laughs> well, no, because stoners are typically known for doing crazy things. Like, <laughs> do you mean like the craziest amount of food I've seen someone eat <laughs> after one of these shows? Like four pizzas. That time I saw the guy eat four pizzas. The craziest amount of people that have just fallen asleep standing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have seen zero crazy things at a sludge stoner show. Okay, I'll say this. It's not really crazy, but the first time I saw the Melvins, I was at the very front of the stage, and I I just got into, like, a trance. Like, I just got into mm-hmm. a sludge trance. And after the show, I was leaving, and my friend, I ran into someone I knew, and she was like, I, she was like, oh, you're, you're here. I was like, yeah, of course I'm at the show. And she was like, I saw you, but I didn't recognize you. Because you didn't look like yourself. <laughs> like you didn't. It was transformative. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, I I noticed a girl in a blue dress or whatever, but I didn't realize it was you because you were doing something so weird and crazy that I didn't know it was you. She's never seen you move like that. Well, because I was just like, 
nodding rhythmically, but like I had my hair over my head, my face, and I was just really like into it. It was in the zone. I was in the zone. Yeah. I was actually tra- like I after that show, I was like it felt like a trance. Like yeah. it really, really. That did. happened to me when I saw Paul Bear. Yeah. Which is another band we should mention on this episode Ooh. because as far as new school bands go. Ooh, Paul Bear is tops. Ooh, hot tamale right <laughs> yeah. there. Paul Bear is tops. I got into a big time metal trance watching them. Yeah. Well, speaking of Paul and metal trance, Paul Blinoff writes, uh, what are Amy's tips on achieving a lasting sludge trance? <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, just on uh, back to Julian while, while Amy prepares an answer. Uh, I actually do know who he is, of course, and I just want to take this time. He'll know what I'm talking about to say congratulations. Amy? How to achieve a lasting sludge trance that's what he writes um okay i'd say number one keep listening to sludge (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna i'm gonna take this to a a live show scenario Mm -hmm. so number one get there early make sure actually you don't even need to get there early just make sure you get to the front which people always think you have to get there early but you really don't if you're a single woman You'll have no problem getting to the front. So, Paul, I hope this will help you. Um, (laughs) So you're going to want to get to the front and be in front of a speaker. You're going to want earplugs, for sure. Mm -hmm. But the the buzzing of the speaker is going to help get you into the trance. The next thing you're going to want to do, put your hands on the stage. uh, Then start nodding rhythmically. Uh, and just don't stop nodding rhythmically for an hour and a half, yeah. two hours, however long Until the band Until turn plays. the house lights on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, I mean, I'd say number three, if you choose to imbibe, do so. Mm. Mm-hmm. Follow your heart. Mm-hmm. The yeah. trance will come. It will. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Yeah. Uh, Amy, we just want to thank you so much for being on the show and curating that list for us. Yeah, what a thrill. Oh, you guys just even asking me to be on the show made me so much cooler hey, with, with you, myself. <laughs> I was like, now I think I'm cool. Do you, ha- do you have to go to a meeting right after this? Not right after. Do you want to go to Sushi Van? Oh, maybe. <laughs> okay, we'll talk more in a second. <laughs> so um, cute. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we have a regular table there. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> it has Christmas decorations, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was a real great. It really was nice uh, not curating the episode uh, myself for a change. And kind of getting, because I knew that there would be a, a couple bands uh, like Weed Eater and the Melvins uh, that I would not necessarily be super into, that you would get me into. Um, but I knew we had Macedon and Kalesa in common, so I was excited about that. And, um, you know, I knew Devin would be real into at least a couple of these bands, and it's proven to be true. Right, hey, Devin? Three favorite albums came out of this uh, this podcast. Holy shit. Which is the most of any episode yet. So there you go. Holy uh, shit. More than Slayer. Big time. Wow. I I also love Slayer, of course. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that's cool about Sludge Music, though, is just that um, it is kind of accessible. That's why I like it, Mm -hmm. is I think, like, if you're scared of metal, like, I don't like death metal or or black metal, really. But if you're scared of metal, it's a great place to start because it's pretty, like, chill. It's chill. Just like, you know, when you're... (laughs) Smoking weed. (laughs) And and just like a a glacier, how a glacier as it moves, like, creates slowly a moraine. You know? That's what sludge music is really like. Yeah. That's so cool. So we encourage you to go out there and just create your own moraine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We also encourage you to uh, follow us on Twitter and Mm -hmm. Instagram, at Devon in Hell. 
We encourage you to email us, devinandhell at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, when you're on iTunes there or Stitcher or uh, Google Play Music, leave us a big, uh, juicy five-star review and uh, tell us how much you like us and then tell everybody else you know how much you like us too so they listen as well. Uh, Amy, do you have any um, Twitters or anything like that? Um, I do have Twitter and I also have Instagram. Uh, Both are at ShawStackAttack. Shostak is spelt S-H-O-S-T-A-K. Cool. And uh, is are there any shows or anything you want to plug, knowing that this is going to come out? In like... like the end of July? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Perfect. That's totally fair. Um, cool. Great. Well, uh, thanks again, Amers, and uh, thanks again, listeners. Thanks again, Devin. Thanks, my own self. And we'll see you next time on Devon and Hell, Stay Satanic. <laughs> <laughs>